Matthew 6, verse 25 to 34. Do not worry. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and, and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Sally. Well, shall we just pray? Lord God, we thank you for your word, and we thank you that you speak into our lives. Your word is fresh, and it equips us with what we need to live well. So we pray that you'd help us to hear your voice today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, hello. It's really nice to see you all. If um, you're new here today, I'm Joy and I have the enormous privilege of being the vicar here, which uh, keeps me fairly well occupied. Uh, I'd like to say out of trouble, but I'm not sure that it does. But it certainly keeps me active most of the time. And here at St. John's for the last, I think, well, since January, we've been talking about hurry and busyness and how we can learn to be a little bit less hurried and hopefully a little bit less busy, which is a bit of a challenge. Children in the room today, how many of you would say that your grown-ups are really, really busy? Yeah? Okay, a lot of the teenagers think they're grown-ups, particularly my son, um, are really busy. Yeah, and like when you're a kid, when you're small, you might not feel like you're in a mad rush all of the time. By the way, if you are small and you're here today while I'm talking, you can make anything that interests you in what I talk about out of Play-Doh. Okay, so you can just crack on and get busy with the Play-Doh the whole way through. Now, one of the challenges about being a busy person is that you can be quite easily distracted. And if anybody knows me well, you will know that that is definitely true of me. I can be going along, doing my thing, like being occupied, doing whatever it is that I'm supposed to be doing. And then all of a sudden, I'll be like, oh, sparkle. 
a little bit like, I think we're going to have a picture in a minute, the dog from the film Up. I'm a little bit like that. That's how my head works. And Claire is nodding ferociously over there because she has to put up with this on a daily basis. The thing is, life going on all around us is full of distractions, a little bit like that famous dog in the film of Up who is going along, minding his own business, and all of a sudden, squirrel! Life does that to us all of the time. Things in our lives, busyness in our lives, the worries of our lives, all the stuff around us that occupies our minds that we might find that we want, those things day by day can be a bit like the dog in Up. They can distract us from the path that we're on. Has anybody here ever found that they really, really wanted something? Yeah? Anybody ever really, really wanted something? I tell you what, why don't some of the smaller people who've really, really wanted something in life, you can come and tell me what it is that you've wanted. So, and this is always a dangerous move, but come and tell me. I, I think I'm ready. Go on. What is it that you have really wanted? My grandma to be having another cat. You want your grandma to have another cat? That's because <laughs> she loves them. Because she loves them. Oh, well, that is really nice. Has she got a cat already? What's her cat called? Mabel. Say that again. Mabel. Mabel. That's a really cool name for a cat. Thank you. That's brilliant. Thank you. And that was a very, very kind thing, wasn't it? To want. It wasn't even for you. It was for somebody else. Let's give her a clap for coming up. Well, when I was young, okay, I wanted a really cool Cindy house. Now, I have talked about this Cindy house at church before, but it was particularly cool. It had a lift on string on the outside. It was really, really brilliant. And I loved my Cindy house when I got it. But after I got my Cindy house, I started to think, uh, Cindy would be happier if she had a stable think she probably needs a stable and birthday came around and Cindy got a stable but then of course Cindy had a stable so she needed a horse so Cindy got a horse as well that was great she had a horse a stable a really nice house with three floors and a roof garden and and that was okay but then Cindy needed a friend you know, so, so Cindy got a friend, and then my nana knitted her some amazing clothes. She had this beautiful knitted blue dress. Then I thought, well, that's great, but Cindy can't really get around the guest bedroom very well. She needs a Jeep. So then Cindy got a Jeep. Then Barbie came along, and Barbie had a few bits and pieces as well. And one of the things that Barbie got that was really exciting was a swimming pool. Now... If you're, if you're somebody who particularly enjoys playing with Cindy, well, you don't get Cindy's anymore, do you? But if you particularly enjoy playing with Barbies, let me give you a heads up now. Don't put Barbie in the swimming pool. Okay, the nylon hair will never be the same again. And, and then I had to give all my Barbies haircuts. So they all had quite fierce, very uneven bobs after that. And, and that was really the end of being able to enjoy Barbie and Cindy in an unfettered kind of way. The thing is, 
everything that I had, those things were lovely. But as soon as I got them, I wanted the next thing. I was straight on to the next exciting thing. I was a little bit like the dog, back into squirrel, sparkle, like focused on the next thing. And Jesus, in this text in the Bible, he understands that this is the way that we work. He understands that this is the way that the world works. That actually, ultimately, all the consuming that we do when we look at all the wonderful, sparkly things in the world, there are loads of great and lovely things in the world. But if we are addicted to consuming, consuming ultimately consumes us. It isn't a good way for our souls to thrive and to flourish. And Jesus knew this. He knew that this is how the human soul works. And so in this text, he is reminding the people around him, don't worry about all that stuff. Keep your eyes firmly focused on seeking God's kingdom because God's kingdom is the thing that will truly bring you life. Now, we all need in our daily lives reminders of this, don't we? Because the world is going to bombard us day by day with communication that tells us that we need more, we need to go faster, we need to worry about this thing, we need to be this thing. If you're on social media, I am bombarded every day by all sorts of advertising, all sorts of communication, telling me that my life would be better if I just had this thing or did this thing or went to that place. And so it is a daily battle to keep ourselves focused on living for the kingdom of God. So I'm going to help you a little bit with a, an, an acronym and a little piece of music. So here we go. Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. brilliant. I've even got my little dancers at the front. That was really good. You might get to do that again in a minute. Keep it simple, stupid. Well, that's a bit rude, isn't it? Because you're not all stupid. So let's have a look at the next one. Oh, that's better. Can we have the music again, Martin? There we are. <laughs> Keep it simple, sweetheart. Keep it simple. That's what Jesus is telling us to do. He's reminding us that in his kingdom, simplicity looks like orienting ourselves around God's kingdom first. These incredible words, your heavenly father knows what you need. Your heavenly Father knows what you need. But seek first his kingdom 
and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Isn't that a relief? It's hard to live that way day by day. It's hard to live that way. But when we look out into the sunshine, when we see the newness of spring and those flowers, even after, after the snow a week ago, springing up through the ground, we are reminded that written into the fabric of creation is God's care for every detail. Written into the fabric of how the world works is God's commitment to beauty and to wonder and to goodness. And that is a commitment to us too. That we can, and it takes real discipline, and we have to think about it every day, but we can let go of those worries that will occupy our time, our energy, and all of our focus, and we can look for the kingdom of God. So we've got some practical things. We're going to do an activity around this in just a moment. We've got some practical things that we can think about doing in order to try and put this into practice. Because it's a really lovely theological idea, isn't it? But what does it mean in our daily lives? Well, here are some of the things we can do. We can buy less. I don't always find that easy because I am distracted by the sparkle. But we can choose to just have less stuff, to not be consumed by the capacity to get new things, buy less. We can think about the impact of what we buy. Think about the environmental impact. Where was it made? Who made the things that we're wearing? We can give stuff away. Every single week at the food bank, people come and take clothes and bring clothes and household goods. And there is just this wonderful economy in recycled stuff being given away and making a difference to people's lives. We can all do that. We can get out more. I heard some research today, uh, this week about the impact of being outside on our mental health and on how we function as humans. I never knew this, but apparently blue space, so being near water, is even better for us than green space. But if we're... So we're all going to get off to the Bahamas, yeah? Absolutely. <laughs> for the blue space. But... Even if we're in green space, if you're in a space where there is lots and lots of biodiversity, so where there's birds and animals and plants, and insects and trees, your mental health improves as a result of being in a place where there is more biodiversity. So let's worry less about all the stuff and get out more. And finally, seek God's kingdom. 
And we need one another to do that, don't we? We need to remind one another that that's what we're here for. That's what we're here to do. Because life is hard and we're up against it all of the time. But actually, as we practically encourage one another, as we pray together, as we speak truth to one another, we're able to keep our focus and keep oriented towards the kingdom of God. So today, let's all keep it simple. Let's make sure that we are focused on all of these things that God can give us and equip us with so that those worries and those pressures are not the things that we are absolutely focused on. We sang Oceans at the beginning of the service, and that is just an amazing song. But those words, I will keep my eyes above the waves. When oceans rise, my soul will rest in your embrace, for I am yours and you are mine. The waters will rise. That is an inevitability. The storm will kick off all around us. But if we keep our eyes on him, we will be able to keep walking. And that's my prayer for each of us as we come back to these words of Jesus. Do not worry, seek his kingdom. Shall we pray? Lord, we pray that you would help us to seek your kingdom first. We pray that you would help us in the storms of life to keep our eyes focused on you. I thank you for the stories of your love, your goodness and your faithfulness that abound in this congregation. And we pray that as we look to you, you would meet us you would powerfully shape our lives and you would fill us afresh with your Holy Spirit. Amen.